counting down like a weirdo. We've never done that before. Oh, we're recording. All right, ladies and gents, we've recorded, and apparently this is the time we've decided to go all profesh with our countdowns and our no audible. Hey, we're not using cardboard boxes full of uh, That's true. cut up foam now. We I actually do. have, we have uh, hand motions really, really sell it. Yeah. These well, are fancy toner enclosions. Enclosions, uh, enclosures. Yeah. I tried tried being all fancy. We are masters of the English language. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. They do look really nice, though. I'm really happy about that. Um, See if they work. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, And then, you know, we move up on the audio, and then we move down on the visual with our our sign. So, (laughs) well, I'll send a a photo out there. I'll let you you guys see. It's pretty great. I might even put it on the, uh, the slideshow. Please don't. What are we doing today? Well, what let are we me talk about, about the slideshow first, though. Oh, okay? talk about because it. Because people might not know this because it literally just happened. So I'm going to let them know now. Cool. Uh, what I've done is actually during the weeks the podcasts come out, I go on the Discord and I go to like the lobby. I go to the uh, Works in Progress and the Finished Works panels of the Hobby House Discord. And I gather all of the photos. Um, and then I put them in a slideshow on the YouTube. And Spotify actually has video podcast as well Mm. so in the background we just have a recycling cycling a cycling of the photos and sometimes if there's not that much we recycle those i guess anyway um so there's people's submitted work so if you want to get have your stuff shown in the background while we're talking then go to one of those three channels which is the lobby finished works or works in progress and then submit your photos, and yeah. we'll slap up on the screen. Yeah, it's kind of a cool way to to bring some attention to other people's work. Yeah, while while listening to the podcast. Well, I used to do that uh, when we had like sub fifty people in the in the Discord, uh, and every week I'd go, I'd gather all the pictures, I'd put it in this PowerPoint presentation, and then uh, my uh, and then I would make a video. But now that we have know hundreds of people it's a little more difficult to do that so this way i can just kind of put some filters in there copy all the photos put it up there and it's still a way of engaging uh but it's also not like a humongous massive video i don't know huge production huge production exactly huge huge it's gonna be huge (laughs) so let me just roll right into um the prompt shall i Okay, this was actually submitted by QT from One Page Rules uh, Discord server. And I don't know if it's a he, they, it's just a Q and a T. There's not a, this individual. Cutie. Cutie. QT. Okay. Um, thank you for the submission, number one. Number two, they wanted to talk about uh, competitions. And then I've also added in commissions because it's a very similar mindset. Uh, some ways to, number one, acknowledge and deal with your fear of either entering a competition or starting to paint for commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, ways to prep for that. Yeah. Uh, how to handle criticism. And then uh, some tips that I have being both someone who's ran competitions or participated in competitions as well as a commission painter. Things that I have found, especially when dealing with like customers or timelines. Things like that. So that's the prompt. Uh, and I'm really excited because I think it's it's very in line with why I started the Discord to begin with. Uh, the whole reason I started it was to talk about helping people like overcome their fears of trying something, right? Um, 
And so if you're not into commission painting, but you really want to, if you're not into competitions, but you really want to, like maybe we can help give you that confidence in kind of a vacuum almost, you know, yeah. it's, it's, we don't, it's never like fluffing people up, right? We, we, we still obviously give them helpful tips and hints, but it's in an atmosphere where it, there's no real weight of like competition, right? It's a friendly mm. arena, a friendly sphere. Um, and that's kind of why we do that. So this, I felt, is actually really, really in sync with the whole Hobby House Discord in general. Right. Um, so when it comes to fear, uh, fear of keeping you out of competitions or painting for commissions, basically it all boils down to fear of, or lack of confidence in self. Right? Fear of not being good enough, right? Right. And so let's tackle that real quick. Let's kind of tackle um, how that looks and then ways to kind of overcome that or at mm. least helpful mental realizations uh, that can get us out of that, yeah. kind of that weird, that weird cycle. Yeah. Well, I don't have a ton of experience, as you know. Like, I've never done painting competition, um, and I've never done commissions. Um, and I don't paint very often, uh, so I'm highly qualified to talk about this subject. Please do. Um, <laughs> Expert here. <laughs> Certified. No, but I mean, I can speak to it from just a developmental standpoint. Um, and because I, I, I struggle with it personally, I'm mm -hmm. kind of a somewhat of a perfectionist type person, but I, one of the traits that I really don't like about myself is that if I see somebody who does something really, really, really well, mm -hmm. it tends to discourage me from wanting to do it myself because I know I can't reach that level right. instantly, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's a really immature mindset, and I have to battle that um, because then I, I don't want to try because, or I will try, but then when it doesn't match up to somebody, which reasonably, right? Like, they've been doing it for so much longer. Yeah or they're just way more skilled in that area, whatever it is, um, then instead of being inspired, mm -hmm. it's intimidating. Right. Right. And that's where you get into the whole, the, the fear of not measuring up. Right. Because you're measuring yourself against other people. Right. Whereas, especially in something as personal as a skill, like a life skill, mm -hmm. like the ability to paint, you should be measuring your progress against you. Right. And how far you've come. So that's first tip right there. Yes. Yeah. Don't compare yourself to professionals. Don't compare yourself to people who have years of experience. Right. Well, and it's one thing to get techniques and tips and yeah. I mean to learn from right. them. Right. But it's a whole nother thing to try to compare your end product to theirs. Right. Unless you have the mindset of I want to get there. How can I get better? Right. And, right. and that's, and that's a whole, that's a mindset thing yeah. is, is that positivity of I can reach that level. I'm determined to reach that level versus I'm not anywhere close. And the amount of work I have to put in to get there, I don't know if I ever could. Right. So I'm not going to try. But it has to be through the mindset of inspiration as opposed to like competition. Intimidation. Yeah. yeah or yeah, exactly. competition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, now yeah. you've done it. You've you've done competition. So what was your, what did you find? What was your what was your emotions like? Well, before you you got into it, what were right? 
Well, the thing is, number one, I knew going into it that I already knew some of the people that were in the competition, and I already knew that they were way better than me. Okay, so that was going into start. going into it with a real well. It's a realistic mindset, right? It's a realistic expectation of I want this to push me to do my very best. However, my very best versus someone who's been doing this for years and been in multiple competitions is not the same. Right. But if I could go into this competition, giving it my best, spending the most amount of time worrying, like like working really hard on transitions and blending and and contrast and then at the end, if I knew like, man, I spent all my time on that. I spent all this effort and that was the best I could do. Then I walk away knowing that like, I wouldn't have tried that hard if I weren't in a competition. Like I didn't have the expectation to win. So you had, you had the motivational mindset as opposed to the discouragement mindset, right? right? I wanted the, the, the boundaries of the competition to push me to try something I've never tried before. Uh, to work within a timeline that I have never have had for myself before, and to be judged against other people, right? Um, and so for me, it was that it was almost like a, a a progress report, a status, right? Right. I've never done it before. Where do I match up? Right. And so uh, it was actually really fun. The feedback I got was, I mean, I knew some of the areas I struggled. Um, and I was complimented in areas that I felt I did well. And it's all just time behind the brush, time behind the desk, um, trying new things, being comfortable, stretching, all these things, right? But you're not going to really know that until you're forced to be in that position. Right. Well, and I, I think personality traits play a lot into this because – in that area, we're, we're pretty opposite, mm-hmm. where you are like skydiving, sure, and you go jump out of the plane, and somebody's like, oh, here's your parachute, here's your parachute, and you're like, probably okay, you grab it, and then you, you fly out, right? Before, yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm definitely more of the like, I don't want to die and look like an idiot doing it, so I'm like triple checking my pack mm-hmm. before I go, and then I'm like, hey, can I have your pack too? Because yeah. You know, they just want to get on the plane. Two packs is better, right? Yeah. And then, and then I don't end up being on the plane, right? I'm just walking around with two parachutes, looking like an idiot. But, <laughs> but you're safe, right? If but, you trip, you're good to go. But I think if we can go a little deeper, oh please, do. just a little Delve. deeper. Put on, yeah. put on your mining caps, yeah. folks. Get Scuba gear. Here we go. Oh, underwater. Too? Oh, deeper, oh, dude. Underwater. We're spelunking. Spelunking underwater. Which is even more specific because I think that's caves, but uh, it's an underwater cave. <laughs> it's dark. It's wet. It's scary. Let's go spiraling out of control. Um, but it's important that you identify, like using emotional intelligence, you identify in yourself which one of those or which one of those two extremes or in between you are. Yeah. Right. So for what for you, you went into it knowing hey, these guys are way better than me, but I'm just going to dive in, mm. right? And for me, that would be a lot more intimidating right? just because it's, it, that's my personality, right? Mm. And so if you are the type of person that does find that kind of thing more intimidating, I think those are going to be the type of people that won't just jump in and participate, right? Right. And need that little extra, hey, do it. Mm. It may be uncomfortable, but stepping out of your comfort zone is how you grow. Right. Whereas people like you, they're going to do it anyways. Right. 
they want to do it. Yeah. Right. They're the kind of people that set up a YouTube channel about how to paint something. And then while they're setting it up and while something like they're looking at how do I paint that <laughs> how thing? I... Like how, how do I paint that? Right. Oh, okay. And then I teach everyone like I literally just discovered the formula. Yeah. And so I think something would be kind of good since we are very different, right? Uh, we can look at these situations and here's how I would handle it. And then how, here's how you would handle that. Right. That's kind of a good, because we are very different. Uh, I'm definitely an optimist. I'm definitely the one who sees that end goal and is running on top of everything to get there, not understanding the pitfalls. And then you are someone that takes the time to look to survey the surroundings. You understand all the pitfalls. And sometimes that kind of discourages you or it's like it's not the end goal isn't really what you're focusing on. And so there's enough there, there, there are, to discourage yeah, you from, from yeah there are a forward. lot of chances missed because the pitfall list gets big enough that then it's like no no I'm not going to do it too yeah. many pit right whereas like you have to be okay failing mm -hmm. but then on my situation there's a lot of times you fail when you didn't expect to or where you didn't think the failure was going to be that hard right um or just like man you know that was a lot of hurdles that I didn't anticipate having to go through right uh, and so one way that someone like you could push themselves or enter a competition would be like go on the discord, right? right. Because we have friendly community led painting competitions where like, sure you might get like a free STL, but it's not like $1,500 in a line or a, a 3d printer. Yeah. Now would we like to get there eventually? Would we like to host bigger? Absolutely. Yeah. But only if we can keep that same feel, only if we can keep the same yeah. community, right? Because at the end of the day, it's more important that you are growing. It's more important that you are comfortable and you are confident to try the next thing, even if you fail, than to be pushed outside of your comfort zone, fail, and then have that be like a reason you never try again. Right, right. Now, and again, like with everything, there's balance, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have the one extreme of looking at all the pitfalls and looking at none of the pitfalls. Mm -hmm. And in this, you have, you have the extremes too. Like you, you want to create a community that is selfless. And, yeah. and what I mean by that is like, they have the, in, the best interest of others in mind, right? That, that yeah. mentality as in if somebody posts something and they're looking for feedback, right? You give honest feedback, yep. but in a way that is helpful mm -hmm. and not, you know, crushing. Right. Right. Yeah. And, but at the same time, the person asking for feedback has to be able to take the feedback, mm -hmm. right? If you ask for feedback, don't ask questions you don't want answers to, right? Right, And so it, there's, with everything, there's this like middle ground Give that's a healthy, yeah. healthy middle ground. Well, that definitely goes to the next spot is how do you handle criticism? How do you handle um, not getting the feedback you were looking for? Not, um, <laughs> right? The opposite of praise. Yeah, well... <laughs> And I think that comes with being realistic, mm. number one, like having a subjective outlook on what you're trying to do. Like, I'm looking for actual... A subjective? Uh, or objective? One of the objectives. Okay. Sub or okay. ob. We've got, we've got objective. It's one of the objectives. One of the, uh, <laughs> the, one of the objectives, um, whichever one means not looking at it and taking it personally. Personally, here's right. the deal. I can't really speak right now because my sinuses have decided <laughs> to treat my face like a pressure cooker. So 
Um, I'm using words that don't exist. Okay. I'm adding adjectives where they don't belong. <laughs> All right, to, to be objective. Yeah. Yeah. To, to eject yourself from the thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the one, objective, yes. So to, when you submit it and you ask for feedback, understand that, like, take, take stock of yourself, your time, your abilities, uh, and understand that somebody who's critiquing you, feedback, whatever, they might have significantly more time behind the brush. They might have won awards. They mm. might, with, with the cool thing with the Discord is that we have all kinds of people. We have right. white dwarf uh, sponsored artists, and we have someone who literally just assembled their first models last week. Fish eyes, I'm talking about you. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. And that's, that's the exact kind of community we want. We want people who've been there for years Get the full spectrum to of, be of experience there and yeah. help. Like it's exciting seeing someone else's excitement assembling their first models, right? Because I mean, we've we've done it for a few years, but imagine being thirty years and you've done that with your kids, you've done that with maybe your grandkids, and now you're seeing someone else you don't know in a different country you don't know. Like they're assembling their first model, happening the same model you assembled for the first. Like it, it, it's such this like interconnected web of just community that is really exciting yeah and so when you are submitting things for feedback look at it through the eyes of opportunity right don't take it personally and there's an art to it right there's an art to giving feedback and receiving feedback mm -hmm. when receiving feedback look at every single thing and say, like, how can I grow? How can this be used to put, like, maybe they have a technique that you never thought about doing. Well, don't let them saying, here's a way to improve, be translated to, you suck, right? <laughs> um, and if someone says you suck, that's not feedback. That's, that's opinion. That's not criticism. Or that's not critique. That's not, right. that's not feedback for improvement or growth. Yeah. So it's, it's two sides of the coin, right? Um, so how, and I'm very optimistic. I'm always looking for the next lesson. I'm always looking for growth. I'm always looking for like something else. So is that something where we differ too? And that if you are, if you receive feedback that maybe you weren't looking, that, that you weren't expecting, like how would someone, yeah, like you, 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 you went out on the limb, you took a chance, you weren't really comfortable doing it. You submitted the, submitted the thing and then you got feedback that you weren't really excited about. How does someone like yeah. you handle that? Yeah. Well, so my, my goal in doing something, and again, the challenge, is to do it so well that there is no negative feedback. Right. Right? Now, understanding in life, that's just, there's always something you can get better at. And, and, and so, but again, that is a character trait which can freeze you at the beginning and you never take take the next step right because you never get the product out like I, i've worked on youtube stuff for a long time and i have a huge hard drive huge hard drive huge full of videos right that i've never posted right and i've spent hours and hours and hours editing and i just i i could not get it to that point where i wanted to get it out right, right. and you know, that, 
over the years, that's really kind of dawned on me is that's something that holds me back. Mm-hmm. That holds me back in all areas of life, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's something I have to overcome. Mm-hmm. It, it, I would consider that a weakness, right? You can take the good parts and turn it into a strength, right? but the fear of not being perfect, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I think for somebody who, who is like-minded in their personality, you're going to have to, well, for one, you have to be okay with feedback. Right. Right. And I think feedback, a lot of that has to do with pride. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all have pride. And we all, to some extent or another, struggle with, you know, the self, the inner self, and having somebody tell us something that, especially we weren't expecting. Right. We're blindsided mm-hmm. by um, and how we deal with that. And I think, you know, for somebody who has, kind of that personality trait where they want perfection and everything, but that's just not reasonable. Mm. You have to really be okay having somebody say, it was okay. Mm. Right? That's like one of the worst things. Yeah. Like you can hear. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Right? Like like I I make a video and if I show my wife, right? Mm -hmm. And we get to the end, I say, what do you think? And she goes, it was fine. You that, might as well. Okay. Pregnant boom. pause. <laughs> yeah. Delete. Oh, format C. Yeah. Format C. Yeah, it's exactly. done. Okay. The whole thing sucked. Yeah. Start over. You know? So mm. like, just like with the previous conversation, like there's a balance, right? Mm. Use that drive for perfection to get better, mm. but then be willing to kind of put that away to take the feedback. Right. Right. Now, obviously we can't just say like, get over yourself. Like, I mean, that we can that, right <laughs> if we want literally no one to show up. Uh, but so someone like my personality, how can someone like my personality help? Like, what are because I like helping people, um, but a lot of times I come across as pushy. I come across as like tugging you beyond your comfort zone. How is is there a way that someone with a like me uh, could be helpful? Like. Helping someone who's hesitant take that step without there being a risk. Because I think, I think that is kind of the biggest issue, right? It's the risk. Yeah. It's the risk of failure. The risk of exposing yourself as someone who's not as good as someone else. Right? It's, it's, yeah. it's pride. Yeah. But how can someone like me mitigate the risk? Is it just like making sure we, we temper our feedback to where there's three positives to every negative? Spoon feed What's it, baby. That? Spoon what? feed No. <laughs> <laughs> well, so like, let's call your personality, uh, personality A. Puppy. Puppy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> personality A. Yeah. And I'm B, right? Yeah. Cat. So. Grumpy cat. If you're a B type person. Yeah. Be cat. <laughs> grumpy, grumpy old man. If you're a B type person, you need to find yourself a Trevor, right? Yeah. You just do. You need to find yourself an A-type person because they will help push you and grow you and they will run headlong into stuff. And especially when you're tied into like a business or something like that and you are just yoinked. (laughs) Yeeted across. (laughs) Yeeted with them, right? (laughs) But at the same time, you are looking at everything and going... Turn left. There's a giant hole, my dude. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, what? Sweet. 
bank left, right? Yeah. yeah. And so it, it it it's this really good dynamic of where somebody like you who wants to encourage people and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, get, give feedback graciously. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's just kind of a basic like. If if you want to help somebody, be gracious with your feedback. I think people already know that, mm-hmm. right? Give honest feedback, but be gracious with it. See, yeah. my my problem is I often I'm not honest enough. Mm. Like, and somebody with your personality, like what I've what I've always appreciated about our friendship is that y- you don't you're you're never harsh with your your observations, but you don't sugarcoat them. Right. And I tend to be kind of a people pleaser. And so it's like, oh, how'd I do on this? It's like, I could say some things, but I'm not sure you'd like it. So you did great. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's not really fair to the person. Right. If, they're, if they're truly looking for feedback, that's not fair to them. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. Does that answer the question? So if you're Garfield, look for an Odie. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So. Sure. And I, I'll tell you right now that there's enough of this Odie to go around to a Discord full of Garfields. <laughs> there okay? is. My, my that's wife. why it exists, right? Yeah. Well, that's what it is, is that we will... And, and an Odie and an Odie is just a fun time. Everyone's having fun. It's nuts. <laughs> it's chaos. Nothing really gets accomplished. But, you know, and someone like me, and I'll, and I'll you know, kind of, I'll pat your back now. Someone like me... Um, we need people like you to keep us grounded. We need people that have a grasp on reality because that's my biggest thing mm-hmm. is I'm, I'm what, a dreamer. I am someone that always is looking for like the next, ooh, what's this? Chase that, you know, shiny things, squirrel. Like that's me. That, that, that's me with a B. <laughs> <clears throat> that is me. That is who I am as a human being. Right. I am someone that's always been like that. Um, and so... You know, I have you, my best friend, and then my wife, who are very similar in that you are realists. I would never consider you guys pessimists because I feel that you have a, you have a solid grasp on reality. Highly jaded, maybe? No, no. Well, that's only on some <laughs> things. Like great movies uh, or exciting opportunities. Yes, yeah. very jaded. Marvel movies are amazing. Anyways. <laughs> Um, but no, having people to help keep us grounded is necessary as well, you know, because if you're only with people that are all woohoo, you're not ever really being challenged, right? You're not ever really being forced to accept the reality of life. Like, Hey, that's awesome. You did a great job, but here are some things you could do better. Well, would you say a pitfall of that? Is not finishing something. Absolutely. Right. It's biting off more than you can chew. It's chasing something down. It's realizing that was harder than I thought. Next thing. And don't look in my cupboards. Do not look at my fin- unfinished <laughs> projects. Do not look at, you know what I mean? That's the thing. I get this. Ne- oh, I got a Primark. Awesome. Assembled. Oh, wow. That's going to be really difficult. Put them back in the cupboard. Like, <laughs> back in the cupboard back go. Exactly. Uh, so... You know, you're chasing a feeling, you're chasing a high, you're chasing a, a, a end goal. But then you, like, the reality is that end goal is going to take a long time. So I'm sprinting full on. Yeah. It's, it's the stairs in Mario, right? Mario 64, where they, oh, just, yes. they just, you just go and go and go yeah. and go and go. And it's like, 
I can see the end goal. Yeah. Why is it not getting closer? Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean that's uh, that's good. I mean Garfield's find your Odies. Uh, Garfield's find. Your what's Odies. next? Okay, so then we have ways to prep. So and right now we've been focusing mostly on competitions, but the same thing kind of goes for commissions too, right? It's just a different level of uh, involvement and engagement. So you know competitions, you're competing against other people. To see who's better. Commissions, you're working to someone else's timeline. You're working to someone else's criteria, to mm. someone else's judgment. Yeah. It's nice that there's only one judge. So as long as you can figure out like what they like, you will know what they like across the board. Right. That being said, generally for commissions, it's not just one piece. It's an army. Right. Right. So now your whole triangle has changed. Your whole, like, what you're focusing on is way different. Mm. Uh, so for commissions, uh, just hitting these, these topics real quick, fear of commissions, it, it comes down to, are you good enough? That's, that's the fear, right? Right. Uh, to which I say, you never know when someone is willing to take a chance. Right. Uh, if Zach, if you're listening, dude, thank you so much for taking a chance. I posted a picture of a space marine, of a space wolf that I posted on Instagram, and he said... Hey, what would you think about painting someone up, like some models for me? Sure. I mean, I'd only been painting for probably six months at the time. And I was we talked about before, I was high on my own, my own fumes. <laughs> the last thing I needed was someone willing to give me money to say, but looking back at it, they were not that good. They were not anywhere near where they are now. And right now is nowhere near where it's going to be five years from now. Right. But you, but you took the leap. I took the leap. Of course I took the leap. Obviously. <laughs> go ahead, go, show me your surprised face when I said I took the leap. No, I, I jumped head first, no bungee, nothing. Like, I was right. gone. Uh, but because of that, you know, I had a couple kill team size groups, and then it was a massive army, and I'm still painting for him. And he keeps adding models now to that same army. Yes. Thank so, you, Sugar Daddy Zach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. Sugar Daddy Zach is, I mean, that's how I got all my furniture, all my stuff, all my equipment, everything was because of his commissions. Yeah. Um, but it took taking that chance. Right. And so you never really know when you're ready. But if an opportunity presents itself, take it. Uh, I would be realistic in what you take on. I wouldn't take a, you know, a 500. <laughs> Uh, model <laughs> army and i would take on a couple guys i would take on a kill point army. <laughs> that ended up being like a 4800 point army yeah. that ended up being like a 12,000 points in space wolves that kind of what we're sitting at now so it, it's pretty insane uh so be realistic uh and but i've had my word all these things are so loud i've had fantastic relationship with people i've done commissions because we're upfront honest when i have an issue um, we talk about things, we, I address things as they show up and it's just been something that has been a huge blessing. It's been an incredible blessing. <laughs> Much like how many phones do you have in this room? <laughs> I have my laptop, two phones and a tablet. <laughs> and they all explode every time a text comes But not comes at the in. same time. No, they all have slightly different timing. So yeah. it's just extra distracting. It's good though. We love it. We love it. All that to say, uh, be realistic, but take a shot. Okay. So what's funny is while you're talking about that, you were yeah. talking very much so about the, about the um, confidence yeah. side. And the whole time you were, you were talking about that, like my brain instantly went to the 
technical side. Mm -hmm. So what would you say? And I can't speak to this because I haven't done a commission. Okay. Um, but what would you say from the technical aspect? Like, what do you need to be prepared for? And not so much to like start doing commissions as full-time work, but gotcha. like your first commission, mm -hmm. what should you kind of go through in your head? What should you have lined out? So we're assuming you already have gear because you're doing it for yourself. Yeah. So not, there's no additional gear. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not so much talking about gear, but like process. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so for the most important thing, and this comes from like a, a any, I would say, professional, any kind of just good interpersonal uh, reality is to have conversation with your customer. If there's ever anything that, that comes up, talk to them first. If, if there's something comes up and your timeline is off, talk to them first. Me personally and, and you as well, I firmly believe that like I shouldn't charge you for my growing pains. Mm. How long should this take? An hour? Okay. Will it take me four hours? Sure. I'm only going to charge you for how long it should take. Mm. Um, and, you know, with Zach, the first thing was, hey, man, I, I'm, I'm working full time. We had just had another baby. I started, uh, uh, I started my mini painting papa stuff uh, and school. Now, there's a whole bunch of stuff was going on in my life at the time. And I said, this has to be like fourth or fifth level of importance here. This is like my whole family's asleep on a weeknight and it's 1130 at night. Maybe I could put a half hour in. Right, and he and he was understanding and gracious, and the project took a long time, but he was understanding. Right, but because I had the conversation up front, I wasn't trying to make myself seem more professional than I was. I wasn't trying to. I I, I was very upfront about my prices. Like my prices are a lot lower because it's going to take a lot more time. Right, right, and I also didn't know how long things were going to take because I've only ever painted for myself, and so. Sitting down, timing these projects for yourself, that's a big deal. Do it, do it now. If you haven't started commissions, do it now. You know, have a squad of guys. How long does five models take me to paint from start to finish to what I would consider tabletop quality, right? Okay, that took me 15 hours. Right. How can I get faster? How can I get better? Or is that my standard? My standard is three hours per guy. What's your time worth? Understand how long things take. And for me, because it was such a, like, I'm now sacrificing sleep or time with my family or my weekend, what is that time worth? Right. Right. Now, if I were just by myself, obviously, like, my prices would be different. But because there's a lot more on the line, uh, I had to charge a little more because, like, that is literally my sleep. That is literally time away from my kids. And so you have to determine. You have to decide for yourself what's your time worth. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, so you, you've, you've seen how long things take. You've given yourself a gauge for how much your time is worth. You've opened up very uh, honest and constant communication. And then for me, my biggest thing was like treating your customer with utmost respect, right? Like they are taking a risk and, and the way I do mine, like, I never buy any models. I have the customer either already has it themselves or they have it delivered to my house. So there's four commissions. Four commissions. <laughs> four commissions, yes. I never purchase any of the commission models, okay? Yeah. Uh, so the customer purchases it. They send it to my house. That's a huge risk. I might just yank it and run away. So that's trust on their part. Two, uh, I have them pay for the supplies that I think I'm going to need up front. 
because I want to be able to make sure that I have everything ready to go. Uh, and and my, my commission stock is being replenished. That's also another risk. Uh, my timeline is heavily impacted by real life things. That's another risk. So there's a lot of risk the customer is taking on me. Right. So I want to mitigate that or at least uh, acknowledge, acknowledge that risk yeah, yeah. by being continuously in communication. Uh, so that's sending pictures, that's tagging them on social media, that's always finding a way to involve them in the process. And then you just kind of work your way through it. You know, and it, it's way more prep than is actual execution. And so if you have a, a good relationship with your customer or with your people, and, and if, if you have this kind of personality that's almost like a service, like it, I, I want to make sure your dream comes to life. I want to make sure that your time and your risk is being rewarded. How can I help you? Like that's, that's the biggest thing. So, so, so would you say it would be a good idea if you were getting in, if you were thinking about getting into commission work to maybe find a friend or, you know, family member and be like, Hey, that has an army mm. and be like, Hey, can I practice a commission with you? And be like, you know, figure out some sort of price that works for both of you. Mm -hmm. That's reasonable. And, you know, and then kind of go through that process yep. and see like, okay, I'm going to try to bang this out as quickly as I can. Mm -hmm. And then realize, because I think from what, watching you, watching your process, there were always things that you, you couldn't anticipate, right? right? Um, the new models would come out or mm -hmm. something would change or, you know, I mean, they would... All of a sudden, they're not, they don't have a paint in stock, right? right. right. And you ran oh. out. Yeah, well, when, they, when they stopped selling the Fang spray paint, yeah. that was a huge blow. Yeah. Because I was like, well, there goes my entire workflow. Right. Like, and half of the army was, was base coated with the Fang. Now i got to find something else. But yeah, so I, yeah. Um, so, I mean, do you think that would be good advice? Absolutely. Is to practice, do a practice run and... Yeah, or that would be good. Uh, that way you can kind of get used to the, th the thing. You can test out any kind of whatever you're invoicing. Like yeah. I used PayPal, so people use other things. Uh, kind of test it out on them just to figure out how it's going to look. Uh, and then something else too is like I did some local game store stuff, right? Yeah. I, I went to them, showed them my work. Said, hey, can we, can we get into some kind of a arrangement where – you allow me to display the models and give my business card, something like that, or I paint some terrain for you. Uh, and then like for me, I got 15% off in the store. Yeah. That and, was awesome. Yeah. And I, I totally forgot about that. And that was a great thing to do because you got to have some of your painted models in the store. Yeah. And the idea was that they'd have some models or some armies they could rent out. Yep. Right. And that was, and they'd have your card there. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, stuff like that, just kind of looking at things that may not be super obvious right on the surface. Yeah. Um, but be willing to sacrifice a little time, a little money for the future gain of, you know, getting your name out there. Yeah. Well, it's an investment. Yeah. And buying business cards, getting, you know, I, getting marketing materials, that's an investment. But if that's a step you want to take, it's an investment worth making. Uh, but... I do strongly recommend having some things settled and established beforehand, like your prices. Like, and obviously, you can always give discounts. Like, I always, 
There's there's new customer discount. This there's, man's discount list. <laughs> there's like, oh, you're a teacher. You're in the military. You're a law enforcement guy. You smile nice. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you have so many models that that's like a this is a huge army discount. Like, you know what I mean? It's up to you. But if they see what your prices normally would be, and then they see that discount, wow, that might be a good incentive. That right. It might be something like, oh, I wouldn't really consider you if I didn't have this discount. And then it's like, well, maybe moving forward, maybe I can either convince you otherwise or you can find someone else kind of right. thing, right? Um, but so, yeah, that, having stuff prepped beforehand, at least a, a good – I always had, like, Word documents. Those were my prices. And then my price kept, like, changing lower, lower, <laughs> lower, higher. <laughs> it was funny, like uh, – but, Yeah. So that's how prices follow confidence. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Man, if I if I had to make my prices after we put those faces up on that 4K screen, it'd be like free nine. I will pay you. <laughs> I will pay you money to paint for you. Yeah, that was oh, a, it was the lens. Good old shot, the old confidence nards. <laughs> confidence. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that was that was. Oof. So that's ways to prep for yeah. commissions and competitions. Competitions for painting and stuff that all, they always have their own rules. Yeah, so just do what they say. Yeah, easy peasy. Uh, and then criticism, yeah, good good tips. We we handle that man, handle that scandal, right? <laughs> um, the moral of the story: if you're Garfield, find find an Odie, find an Odie, and if you're an Odie, find a Garfield, find a Garfield, man. Yeah, and um, make that connection, and. And utilize each other's strengths, right? Exactly. Don't let fear. I think this, you know, I'll be a little uh, sitting on the chair with my little... Get that soapbox out, boy. I got it. Okay, are we ready for this? Sit down. We already are. But anyway, <laughs> don't let fear keep you from doing something that excites you. Like, and that's... Sure, I've, I've stumbled quite a bit, and I've run into things that I, I didn't anticipate. But, like, at the end, I can say I've tried things that I've wanted to try. Right. I, I've, I've been curious about stuff, so I tried it. Yeah, I mean, how long have we wanted to do YouTube stuff? Since 2017? 16? Yeah. Right? We each have terabytes a video on our yeah. computer. And every single time it's like, well, maybe it was my microphone. Maybe it was my this. Maybe it was my that. And, you know, right now that's literally like what we're doing as a Georb. And I can't <laughs> wait until we get to do that for our own stuff because yeah. right now we're doing yeah. it for other people. But like we're closer yeah. than we've ever been. We yeah. haven't given up on it. We still do stuff like this podcast. We still do stuff like the Epic Loot Bros uh, lunchtime game stuff. Like, We've not given up on it, despite all of the, the, the stuff, all of the, the, the pitfalls, the obstacles, the hurdles, the whatever, because that excites us, you know? And if we sit there and we focus on the negative of, well, you know, we each have a thousand children and there's never <laughs> enough time and it's not even that funny or whatever, if we focus on these things that we tell ourselves or we convince ourselves and it's, whether it's true or not, don't let fear of not being perfect, of, of not producing exactly what you want to produce, don't let it stop you from trying, right? And that's for everything in life, really. Yeah. Like, if you have this passion, there's a reason you have that. 
like, you know, us being Christian, we, we feel strongly that our urges are, not urges, I don't want to use that word, wow. our, uh, what we're drawn to, our talents, our drive is there for a reason, right? And our circumstances occur for a reason. Our situations are there for a reason. And you have two options. You can either let it cripple you and transform you into this person who's afraid to do anything because you're never going to be perfect because the world's not perfect. Or look at it as a lesson, make some tweaks, make some adjustments, grow, and, and move forward. Yeah. Right? Well, and if you can make just a little bit of room on that soapbox. I'll scoot over. Okay. One thing that I wish I had learned earlier, and if I could go back and tell myself anything, it would be this, that you will experience hardship. And whether that, what form it comes in, who knows? But you will experience hardship. You're going through it either way. So if you keep your head up, or put your head down, I guess, drive through it mm-hmm. and maintain a good attitude and pull lessons from it, then when you get to the end of it, it had value. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's not for nothing. And Yeah. And that's something that I, I haven't always done. And you get to the end. If you don't do that, you get to the end of it, and you're like, that sucked. Why? Why? But the reality is you went through it either way. Yeah. So... Hopefully, with that mindset going forward, you know, you can take, take some of these challenges. You can take some things that come up, and you can say, you know what? I'm going to take the risk, and it may suck. There may be some things that come up that suck, mm-hmm. but I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to get better, and, you know. Well, for me, it's like boot camp. Yeah. Right? They told us at boot camp the fastest way to get out of boot camp is to go through it. Right? Right. And you had people all the time trying to hurt themselves, threatening to hurt themselves, uh, doing, trying to run away, and that only kept them there longer. Right. That only... That, and then looking at a lot of the, the trials and a lot of the tests and all these things are designed... They are designed to break you. Right. Especially the beginning of boot camp. It's designed to break you, to make you feel like you are nothing. And by yourself, you are nothing. And your strength is nothing, right? It, right. it is designed to do that. Um, one second. <laughs> but that being said, when you come out of it, if you if you've if you've put your head down and you've trudged and you and you've worked your way through it, when you come out on the other side, you are refined. You understand that. It's not in your strength. It's the strength of your team, your squad. It's the strength of the unit. It's, it's the coming together and the camaraderie that allows you to push through hard times. It allows you to push through and look for lessons and, and look at growth. And like, they tell you to go do push-ups in the rain to break your spirit. Well, at first it sucks because you don't want to get wet. It's gross. You don't do that. But then, but then you, someone starts laughing because they realize, like, well, this is crazy. I'm getting paid. I'm literally getting paid as a defender of America's freedom to do push-ups in a puddle, <laughs> right? Well, I'm getting stronger. 
I'm being exposed to the elements, so my immune system might be helped out. I'm with my friends, and we all are enduring this together. There's so many things that you can come out of that with more than just, I'm wet, like, (laughs) my muscles hurt. Like, you apply that to everything else. You apply that to life. You apply that to commissions, to competitions. You apply that to anything in your life. You encounter hardship with a, a learning and a how is this going to refine me as a person, as a painter, as a whatever, you will always come out of it with something. Might not be a gold medal, might not be a bunch of money on a, on a commission, but it will be something. It will be experience. It'll be confidence. It'll even be like, that's what failing feels like. Yeah. Sometimes failing is important. Failing helps me out quite often because yeah. it brings me to the realm of reality. Not everything is going to work out. Not everything is always going to be okay. But don't dwell on it. Don't, you don't ever dwell on failure. Let it grow. How can I do it better? So there. Yeah. Uh, my, my legs are numb for being on the soapbox for so long. But <laughs> Getting straight motivational oh, yeah. poster oh, uh, up in exactly. here, buddy. Where's that cat hanging on that limb? <laughs> this is that. This is the, we're, we are your cat hanging on a limb right now. Right? Hang in there, bud. You got this. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky. Michael Scott. <laughs> Perfect. All right, man. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for listening. Uh, hop in the Discord. Hop in the Hobby House. I'll have a link down below. And if you have any other things you'd like to hear about, comments, uh, there's a YouTube that'll be up there too. Uh, yeah, just hop in and chat with us. We are... Very thankful that you're listening, number one. Thank you for Mezgeik for sharing this out this week. That was huge. Thank you for uh, Bobby Clark, a.k.a. Red Eagle Studio, for sharing that out. Massive. Huge, huge, huge. You guys uh, are kind of what helped me get that confidence. Mezgeik was one of the first ones that I loved watching his YouTube stuff. And then when I found out he's actually like a really cool guy and we're really good friends, like, that was awesome. Yeah. And then Bobby Clark, like, all the things he does outside of commission painting because he started commission painting because he had to. He lost his job, and he had to do it. Uh, and now he's running charity divisions. He's always, always very active and very engaged in helping people, pushing them to get better. Uh, he's very, they're both very educational. They're both very, like a teacher's mindset. Yeah. And that's awesome. So thank you both for sharing this out. Uh, and I just can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah, me too. All right, man. Bye.